What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. We got a very good show, as I always say, because it's true. That's why you do keep tuning in. Uh, I did order the Series 1 AEW action figure. I actually purchased La Champion, Chris Jericho. Mainly because, I mean, he's the man, but he also comes with the AEW title. So if you're a collector or it's going to be given to a kid, you want that accessory. So uh, Ringside Collectible said he will be here mid-August, but let's keep our fingers crossed and uh, what you call it, hope that he arrives sooner. So the giveaway is for La Champion, Chris Jericho, AEW Series 1, unrivaled action figure. If you want to find out how you can win it, make sure you stick around and listen to the show. Let's get to the show. AEW. E-Wrestling reported that when a fan sent the tweet to Cody Rhodes, noting that he should have won the Money in the Bank ladder match in 2013 instead of Damon Sandow, Cody said he was supposed to win in 2012, but plans changed to Dolph Ziggler at the last minute. 2012 was the year I was winning, and it got changed hours before showtime. One of those unanswered, unanswered prayer moments, though. The hardship shaped the prickly cycle I've become today. It's a good memory. And as far as his Intercontinental title ladder match at WrestleMania 31 when he worked at a Sardust, uh, he said, It was a special match. They just grouped the hungriest guys into a multi-man and seen what happened. It was an honor to be a part of this. Daniel Bryan gave, Daniel Bryan gave us all quite a rub here. It's a good memory. John Moxley did an interview with Uprocks. They asked him about his time in New Japan and wrestling in front of an empty arena about what he enjoyed in New Japan. He said, getting to work with Minoru Suzuki was a dream come true. Just kind of a dream match that I was hoping for one day. I didn't think our paths would ever cross, and it was like it would be really cool. Kind of like a bucket list opponent to check off. But you never know when you're going to have your last match, or you're going to get hit by a bus, or you're going to break your neck. You never know when it's your last day until it's your last day. So I thought before I retire, it'd be really cool to get a chance to wrestle him once. And we did. And it was extremely physical and a violent affair. And it was exactly the kind of in-your-face action that we both like to bring. It was very cool. And just the whole getting to work at the Tokyo Dome. I had missed the two previous WrestleManias. I got to do two nights straight in the Tokyo Dome. So that kind of made up for it in my mind. Getting to do a Texas death match in the Tokyo Dome, I was like, come on, this is Christmas for me. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. And I'm kind of proud of my efforts throughout the whole G1. Being able to go through the whole G1 at full octane every single night. I was battling through a couple injuries, too, like everybody was. The locker room during G1 looked like a triage unit. It's the toughest tournament in pro wrestling. So being able to do that was kind of a badge of honor. Yeah, I love pro wrestling, I love wrestling in Japan, and I love their fans. Myself, if you're not a fan of New Japan, you definitely got to subscribe. It's only so much a month, and their pay-per-views literally go for three weeks, if not the whole month long. 
pretty much night in, night out, like he was saying about the G1 tournament. That's like five nights a week, if not more, some crazy shit like that. And they're wrestling every night for a whole one straight until a winner's chosen. So I do give him props for that. And then Suzuki. Suzuki in New Japan is kind of like, I'm trying to compare him. He's the madman. He's the crazy man. He'll fucking cut your ass. Like, he's nuts. So those guys did have a hell of a match. If you didn't see it, definitely check it out. And what Moxie said about wrestling in front of empty arenas. He said, yeah, there's a difference, definitely. Having an audience is such a critical element of pro wrestling. And if nobody's in a building, it just sucks so much energy out of everything. And it's really challenging. Everybody's kind of finding different ways to work around that. Whether it's the way you shoot it on camera, or a lot of people are doing different cinematic style matches and stuff. It's definitely tough. When a building is going crazy and it's all loud and you can, it almost like it's like a mask and stuff. It keeps energy going more. So without the fans, you got to dial up the physicality. You got to keep everything tighter. I was really proud of the match I had with Jake Hager the other week in front of no people because we got real physical. It was realistic and we actually beat the crap out of each other. It's kind of what we had to do. It's not ideal for anybody to wrestle in front of empty arenas, but as long as everybody's safe and so forth, you know what the whole world is going through right now. It's real hard times and struggling, and there's a lot, excuse me, a lot going on out there. So if the best we could do in pro wrestling is provide a slight distraction for a minute, I'm all for that. Dr. Britt Baker was recently on Talk is Jericho, and she did reveal that EC legend Rhino was actually the one who told her to try out for the WWE. She said, he actually was the one who told me. He said, have you submitted your stuff to WWE? And I said, no, no, no. I haven't even had a match yet. There's no way. He looked at me and said, let me ask you one question. And I'll never forget this. He said, WWVD. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. What would Vince do? And at the time, I was like, who is this crazy man talking to me right now? But no. So I sent all my stuff very early on, and I had communications with WWE. I had my first tryout actually before. Excuse me. Actually, I had my first tryout before I had my first match. I had no business being there. I was not any sort of name on the independent scene, and it's just because I caught somebody's eye at a seminar. I'll never forget at the very end of camp, Canyon Saman pulled me aside. If you're an independent wrestler, Canyon Saman is the gatekeeper. He is, you shall not pass or come into the WWE. And he told me, you really impressed a lot of people at this tryout. I was so excited. Uh, he said, as a father, I have a really hard time pulling someone from professional degree for this business. And my heart just sank. So a couple weeks later, I got an email from him saying, you have a lot of qualities we look for. However, we don't have an opportunity for you at this time. But if you have the passion to succeed at this, you'll find a way to make it throughout dental school. And I'll never forget that. It didn't work out for WWE, but it worked out to my advantage even better because I am able to do both careers. I'm a dentist and a professional wrestler on TV. All right, peace. We're going to take a break real quick. We got to pay the bills. When I come back, I got some great WWE news. What's been up with Vince McMahon? Why he was talking like that on SmackDown? What's going on with Zack Ryder? Plus, I got some random wrestling news. So make sure you tune in. I'll be right back.
All right, peeps, we're back. Remember to check us out on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and follow us on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. Now, about the AEW Chris Jericho action figure. If you would like a chance to win, you have to go to our YouTube channel. You have to like, share, and comment on one of our videos. That's if you're not subscribed. If you're subscribed, you're good. If not, subscribe, like, share, and comment. I have it all documented and written down, and as soon as I get it, I will do a random raffle. So you definitely want that LeChampion figure. So go and do those things, peeps. Let's get back to the show. WWE. Well, the Velveteen Dream is in a lot of trouble. If you've seen it yesterday, I just didn't have time to report it. Um, a bunch of underage girls are actually saying he was talking to them and sending him nudes. He denies it. People are saying it's fake. But the girls are 15 and 17 years old. It actually came from an area code from Washington, D.C., where he is from. The picture did not have his face in it, but it is his body. But he swears that a pic of his was stolen or hacked, and he did not talk to underage people, and he's having a third party get involved. Sounds like a big, big fucking mess, and I hope it's not true, because the dream's the man. Uh, Zack Ryder has followed new trademarks. A lot of times they can mean nothing. Other times they give a hint on their next move. He did file for internet champ and always with the Z, always ready. So you know he's going to try bringing back his internet title and hopefully he brings back his YouTube show. I'm telling you, the future is bright for Ryder. Uh, WDWE did nothing but hold him back. You know it. Well, as well, we all seen Triple H's 25th anniversary on SmackDown. It didn't go as I'd hoped. Poor Vince sounded like he had 20 cases of Corona. Anyway, the president himself, Donald Trump, reached out to Triple H. He tweeted, Triple H is a total winner. And that was in response to Vince tweeting. Uh, we, Vince said we didn't know a quarter of a century ago that he would go on to change the game forever. Have to, happy 25th anniversary to my son-in-law, Triple H. And that's when Donald Trump said Triple H is a total winner. Uh, La Champion Chris Jericho also made a video for Triple H. This is what he said. He said, times and circumstances might change, but one thing that doesn't change is the amazing chemistry I had with Triple H. I just want to wish him a happy 25th anniversary to one of the greatest to ever step inside a wrestling ring. A guy I just had killer chemistry with. Every match we have is great. So happy 25th anniversary. Lemmy would be proud. And here's to another 25 years of dominating the wrestling world as only the game can do. And when he said Lemmy, he was referring to the deceased Lemmy from Motorhead, who Triple H and he were very close to. If you listen to my show, you know my current favorites are Dolph Ziggler and Sammy Callahan, but my all-time number one wrestler who will always be is the game, motherfucking Triple H. Congrats, brother. Everybody noticed how Vince was acting when he came out for Triple H on SmackDown. WrestleVotes got a hold of some tweets. Well, not tweets, actually text it was. They actually have informants, of course, like all sites do, with WWE talent. So it had the name and the number blocked out, out of course. But uh, what you call it? They were asking about Vince, what's wrong with him? And a wrestler or the talent for WWE said, that is what it's been like the last two weeks. Or so I'm seeing. Think it's the pandemic. WrestleMania canceled, XFL getting killed, and finally it got to him. And he's at the fuck it part of all of it. Screw it, Vince. Could be wild. 
So that's what it is. Vince is just a dickhead backstage and just saying, fuck this, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Nia Jax has been on fire online before and after her return. WWE tweeted a pic of Lacey. It was when Lacey was on SmackDown, she knocked uh, Sasha Banks out or whatever with the women's right, and it got her into money in the bank. Nyla replied, she's going to need that, her good luck chicken, and a lot more. Which Lacey replied, you got to catch me first, sweetheart. Let's be real. I'll be at the top floor by the time those knees get you to the second. Ooh. <laughs> All right, peace. We got to take one more break real quick. We got some more WWE news, got the random wrestling news, and we'll wrap up the show for you. I'll be right back. All right, peeps. Welcome back. Let's wrap up the show. Back to WWE. Now, we have not seen Sami Zayn on TV for the last few weeks. Come to find out he has had oral surgery, and Ringside News asked about Sami's whereabouts this week. They were told that Zayn did not miss this week's Friday Night SmackDown due to his oral surgery. That wasn't the problem. Furthermore, they were told that Sami has been a complete pain to the SmackDown team. It's unknown if Zayn has any heat with management right now, but he stirs up other members of the locker room and he's always trying to cause trouble. Sami Zayn is currently not booked for a match at Money in the Bank pay-per-view on May the 10th, yet Cesaro and Nakamura, the other two members in the Artist Collective, appeared on SmackDown this week, but they weren't assisting Zayn. That doesn't sound too good. And more details have came out about the, the no work clause for the people that WWE release. Normally, if you get released, 90 days, you can't work anywhere, and then you can do what you want. But since they dropped the bombshell on these guys and fired them, they were supposed to be able to wrestle right away. But it's now being said that WWE releases the NXT no-compete dates aren't as solid as originally told to the talent. Some were given a rough non-compete slightly beyond 30 days. So it's supposed to be none than 30 days, not even saying longer. And that's NXT for the guys who barely even get to make money. That's kind of fucked up. Random wrestling news. Eric Bischoff gave his opinion of the Attitude Era. He said, because the Attitude Era was nothing more than a, excuse me, a derivative, and I'm being elegant, of the NWO and Nitro Era, which forced WWE to abandon their previous creative strategy and presentation to compete with a new formula. Well, Bully Ray, a.k.a. Bubba Ray Dudley, replied, and the NWO, Nitro, and Attitude Era were nothing more than a derivative of ECW. ECW was the Napster of wrestling business. Both CEOs may have gone out of business, but both CEOs revolutionized their respective industries. Fans still chant ECW, not WCW or WWE, which Jim Ross replied, and the catalyst for the Wild West feel of ECW was Mud South Wrestling. That's just my two cents. So who knows? But that is a heated argument. I'm a huge ECW fan. I've been to the ring. Uh, what you call it? A New Jack actually used my Nintendo at a live event in my town and hit somebody over the head with it. So it's amazing. ECW is the best wrestling that was ever made. If you haven't seen it, fucking go see it. You'll never see anything like it. It's just the best. All right, peeps. Well, that's it for this episode. I got to get a YouTube show done for you guys tomorrow as soon as I can. Just been really busy lately. So remember to check us out on all major podcasts casting platforms 
Facebook, and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. And remember, if you want to win an AEW Series 1 Unrivaled Chris Jericho, a.k.a. La Champion action figure, make sure you go to our YouTube. Like, share, and comment. That's if you're not subscribed. If you're not, if you are, I mean, if you, that's if you are subscribed. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe, like, share, and comment. That's all you got to do. It's not much. You help the channel out, and you're in the running. Like I said, I have everybody documented so far. You guys have been great, but you got to be in it if you want to win it. So make sure you subscribe, like, share, and comment any one of our new YouTube videos, and boom, you're in the running. All right, peace. I got to get out of here. I'm mumbling like always, stuttering like always. I got to get the fuck off this thing. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a couple days. Ciao.